Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes. Well, hey, 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 hey. We're back. What's the hey, hey? What's the hey, hey, hey? We are back. Yet again, we had a, what was it, two-week hiatus? Yeah, something like that. Two-week hiatus? Like, it feels, it feels, it feels like a month. Oh, gosh. We, uh, the, we, well, see, so what happened was is that we didn't paint the uh, the threshold of our door in blood, and then we got uh, struck by an illness um, uh, known as COVID, which we're going to get into that uh, later in, uh, towards the end of this uh, episode. We're going to give a, a post-mortem, if you will, as far as our COVID. It sounds like we died. Uh, maybe maybe postmortem isn't a good word. I don't know. We're back from the grave. Yeah. <laughs> I had so many good little one-liners and zingers that I had thought of while, because uh, I've been planning this episode out, I don't know, for the last two days. Uh, we were going to do it yesterday, but Jacob was like, we need one more day, and he had to get stuff done yesterday, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah, and honestly, though, I was not prepared I, for I just, anything I yesterday. I didn't have the strength to sit here and talk. Can you imagine that? Right. Me not having the strength to sit and talk? <clears throat> that's usually all that I do. Uh, so if you hear uh, sporadic coughing and hacking and yakking, uh, that's because we are coming through the uh, the illness known as COVID, uh, which, again, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later. But first, uh, the last episode that we did, we had a special guest. We had our, our father uh, on here with me. Uh, we de- we we delved into the whole Afghanistan thing, and we're going to kind of do that again. Not only because um, events are still unfolding in this debacle that is the situation. Yeah, um, I'm I'm kind of tired of hearing about it. At this I point. am too, but we're going to talk about it, and you're going to sit there and you're going to enjoy it. Um, uh, well, I lost my train of thought now. Uh, COVID, Afghanistan. Oh, and Jacob hasn't given his opinion on it, which he kind of already has just now because he said he's tired of talking about it which i am too but i'm tired of talking about it not for the reasons <clears throat> that you might think uh i'm tired of it because of the, everyone seems to be getting this wrong and yes okay everyone's talking about the withdrawal the withdrawal was botched people are saying i think it was tucker carlson or people were saying biden botched it on purpose and i thought mm, i don't know if i believe that one because that doesn't seem to make any sense um, yes he he on purposely had one of the worst foreign policy um, blunders on purpose because you know he's playing. Look, look, Trump was playing 4D chess. Biden's playing like the 6D backgammon underwater, different reality. He's playing across dimensions. Yeah, okay? he's so good at it, he can't remember how if he won or not, or if he's even awake, or if he's even playing the game. Exactly. Um, yeah, Triple H trying to play the game. Um. But yeah, this, so this whole thing with the, the, the withdrawal. Okay, so first of all, everyone's blaming the wrong people for this. Everyone's blaming the wrong people. Everyone's saying, well, this is all Biden's fault. Well, no, it's not necessarily all Biden's fault. He's just the one who's kind of holding the bag. But the one who put the crap in the bag was Bush and Obama and Petraeus and Cheney and Rumsfeld and Powell and all these folks. So if you're going to blame someone for Afghanistan, let's start at the beginning. Let's start with Bush, and let's blame Bush, because he's the one in his administration that started this whole thing, right? There would be no botched, on-purpose withdrawal if it wasn't for Bush who started the thing in the first place. Now, 
We come to when when uh, Biden is giving his initial announcement that they're going to withdraw troops, and the the withdrawal is going badly. Yeah, this couple weeks ago, and Biden comes out saying, "Well, you know, we're we're doing the best we can. We're, we're gonna, you know, I I inherited a deal from my predecessor, and everyone everyone came unglued. He's blaming Trump. He's blaming Trump." And my, my <coughs> I didn't have anything wrong necessarily with a lot of things that he said. So what? He blamed Trump, okay? He's blamed Trump for literally everything else. What did you expect? Did you expect a politician to come out and take responsibility for everything? No. No. No one expected that to happen. Did you expect that to happen, Jacob? Uh, no. No. Not at all. So can we stop playing this game? And like, well, Joe, there's American lives at stake. Yeah. But let's blame the people who put them at stake. <laughs> Bush and Obama. <clears throat> right. You know, there's a there's a popular meme going around now that like, you know, everyone's blaming Trump and uh and Biden for what's going on and it's Bush waving, like <laughs> getting out of this scot free. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, this this what this dude's been doing there in uh in the Middle East for all of these years is all Bush's fault. Um so if you're gonna blame anyone, blame Bush. Look, Bush is really the the winner of all this, honestly. Imagine having the presidency and the foreign policy that he had, which is basically universally uh, so disliked now. Rejected. It, it, rejected, and him getting off on the scot-free. The way that I always <coughs> looked at this situation is very similar to how I see the, the um, inflationary... Um, um, situation that we've created with, with 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 the U.S. economy. Oh, you can tell this is a libertarian podcast because it always goes back to the Fed. Is because it's the policy of the Fed, right? If tomorrow morning the economy were to collapse and we were to have, you know, this this Peter Schiff kind of doomsday prediction that he's been predicting for a while, if that happens, of course they're going to blame Biden because Biden's the one left holding the bag. But he didn't put the crap in the. He bag. didn't put the crap in the bag. <laughs> That's that that's that's kind of how I feel about what happened with Biden. Not to like excuse um, anything necessarily that that he's done as far as the withdrawal, but like you have to make sure that you're keeping everything in context here when it comes to who you're blaming accordingly. Like, is there blame to go for Biden? Absolutely, um, absolutely. There's 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 some blame to go around, but um, to say that um, this sort of thing wouldn't have happened under Trump, come on. Come on. Well, that's that's what I keep hearing is that well, if Trump was in office, it wouldn't have happened this way. And okay, maybe if if Biden had adhered to the deal that was struck with the Taliban under the Trump administration, and then they would have you know uh, done the withdrawal according to that, maybe the Taliban wouldn't have taken over. And everyone says, well, yeah, that's that's got to be the case because Trump wouldn't le- wouldn't have allowed the Taliban to take over. But regardless of when and how you do a withdrawal, whether it was 10 years ago, 10 months ago, 10 days from now, yesterday, today, 10 years from now, the Taliban was always going to take over the country again because we know that, there, that, that the mission in Afghanistan, as Biden even admitted today and has admitted in the past, is that there was no clear objective to in Afghanistan. Everyone's saying we lost the war. Well, but there's nothing to win. There's nothing to win in Afghanistan. What does winning look like in Afghanistan? Democracy, Joe, Western civilization. Okay, well, we we can we can clearly see that that, that that's not <laughs> that's working not exactly out. Exactly going great. Yeah. Not going great. 
So, I mean, I know I know a lot of people, you know, bought and sold what Dick Cheney and uh, Rumsfeld and Bush told them about. We're going to democratize the Middle East and we're going to go in nation build and all that. It ain't working out so well. No. So, if winning in Afghanistan is is a you know peace in our time, well, <clears throat> didn't happen. Uh, well, it's it's holding back the Taliban. Well. The Taliban has been steadily uh, taking over that country for the last, I don't know, five or six years. So it isn't that. And that, and yes, that all happened while Trump was in office. So if, if the scenario that they play out, the, the uh, I guess the Jack Posobics and the Tim Pools of the world, is that, well, if Trump were in office and they started with the withdrawal, even though he had four years to do it and didn't do it, shame on Trump for not ending the war, he passed the buck on to Biden shame on you for that but anyway if they started withdrawing the taliban started taking over territory like they were always going to do he said they would have gone with with drone strikes well then if you do that the war isn't over you haven't ended the war then because if you go in and you start pulling people out and the taliban comes out of the caves where they were hiding and they start doing awful and terrible things and you start with the drone strikes again then you're faced with the same situation you're you're right back where you started because the moment you go in and attack these people, the Taliban, they go back into hiding. And then you're forced again to send troops on the ground. It's a never-ending cycle of just madness, right? The, the, the Russians learned this in the 80s, and we are now learning it now yet again. That you, you don't get involved in land wars in uh, Eurasia, or Asia, if you will, because it doesn't work out well. Because these people... You know, Biden, people are criticizing Biden because he was blaming the Afghan people and the Afghan military for not standing up. And everyone's like, well, how could he do that? Well, we only spent two and a half trillion dollars, 20 years, 6,000 Americans died, tens of thousands of Afghanis died, and we still couldn't build a coalition of people, a government, a, a military, a police agency to protect them from the Taliban. You saw countless videos of uh, military-aged men fleeing the country because they didn't want to stay and fight. What more is there to do? If the people that we have put in charge there to defend the country don't want to do it, then, then why in the literal H-E double hockey stick are we there doing it for them? Because we have to, because, because we're America. And they say, well, we're abandoning the Afghanis. Well, they've abandoned themselves. Yeah, I mean... I mean they've looks, abandoned their own country. Looks, looks, so you got to help yourself first. Um, and clearly they were not um, up to the task, if you will, of, of defending your, uh, your homeland. So, I, so when Biden blames them, he gets attacked from the right. Say, so how, how could you do such a thing? But if you're looking at this whole situation honestly... And saying, okay, well, yeah, these people are not willing to, to, to defend their own country, defend their own families. Then what are we doing there? Biden is right to blame these people. Far more Americans died in the, the, the sands of Afghanistan than died on 9-11. That says a lot, right? Because we were, supposedly, we went into Afghanistan because of 9-11. Almost, just over, was it, like 3,000 people died, let's say, mm -hmm. on 9-11? 6,000 U.S. soldiers died uh, just roughly uh, in Afghanistan. So that's double the amount. So I think enough dying has been going on in these areas. And the question that I 
that's now being posed because I don't know if you know about the suicide uh, attack that happened at the Bagram Air Force or Airport. I heard about it. Yeah. Uh, the 13 U.S. soldiers that died there, and uh, supposedly ISIS K, which is an offshoot of ISIS, um, claimed responsibility for it. And I, for a moment, I saw people trying to connect ISIS K and, and the Taliban together. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> These groups don't get along. You have but to, Joe, they hate Western civilization. You have to realize that ISIS and the Taliban. The reason why you have ISIS K is because ISIS K thinks that the Taliban isn't evil enough. <laughs> if you can believe that, they're not violent enough. It's just like ISIS light. <laughs> yeah, the 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 the, the, the uh, Miller beer. Uh, the, the Taliban is the Miller beer light beer of uh, terrorism. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's two types of Taliban, or actually, actually there's three, because there was the Taliban that was funded in the 80s with the Mujahideen, and then there was the, the Pakistan uh, version of the Taliban, and there's the Afghan. It's a, it's a whole thing. But anyway, so they're trying to, some people are trying to say that ISIS and the Taliban are working together. And I'm like, but you, not only did 13 Americans die, but like 25 or so Taliban fighters died in that suicide bombing as well so if you're blowing up your supposed you know ally i don't think that's a really good strategy as far as you know i just don't think that's a good strategy but anyway so <coughs> with the 13 americans that died because of the suicide bomber everyone was ripping by and say how could she let this happen and it's like okay again the only reason why we're there is because of bush it's bush's fault and it's obama's fault don't let them off the chain. Don't let them off. Don't don't let, don't let Biden be the only one holding the bag of crap. It's Bush and Biden. It's Bush and Obama's fault too. So, could there's all kinds of intel that they knew this was going to happen, and I don't I don't know how much of that I believe, because, um, and I'm not defending Biden. In no way am I defending Biden in in, in any of this. I'm saying that there, if you want to push blame, let's push some blame here. That's all I'm trying to. That's all I'm trying to say and do here. Yeah, the same thing I'm doing as well. Uh, so with the with the suicide attack is that well, um, yeah, these things are going to happen because when you destabilize a region because you're leaving, bad people are going to fill gaps. That's just what happens, and. These ISIS K and the ISIS K really isn't much of a threat because there's only like a thousand of them, and they're fighting amongst themselves and amongst the Taliban. So let them cut their own heads off. Um, but I mean, yes, it's awful that these 13 Americans died and they should not have died because they shouldn't have been there. So you know, I I I saw um, one of the fathers or one of the mothers. I can't remember was on the the Fox News, and of course it was on, we were watching it, and they were talking about their son that died, and I'm like, you know what, I think the kid, I think the guy was 20-something years old, 20, 25, like, think about it, his life was cut short because of politicians decided at some point that it was important for us to go into a different country that never attacked us, that didn't do 9-11, that never posed any threat to us, and they felt that it was so important for to send kids not much older or around the same age as Jacob and I to go and do these things because they thought it was important. Because they thought, well, you know, we got an election coming up, we gotta, you know, we gotta do these things because of the global war on terrorism. Even though 
Afghanistan as a country never declared war on us. They never posed any threat to us. They felt that they had to send young men and, w- and women to go and, uh, and occupy this country. And now 13 more have died among 6,000 or so. And it kind of it begs the question, well, did they die in vain? I don't think the soldiers died in vain. I think that the generals that knew that there was no winning strategy, the presidents that, that knew that they were sending these people into harm's way, and they knew they had no clear objective. I think the media that propped this war up as the good war, as the just war, I think all of them have blood on their hands. I think that Biden, Bush, Obama, uh, all of them have blood on their hands. I think Lloyd Austin, mm. I think the General Mark Milley, uh, sent all the people at CENTCOM, the CIA, the, the, uh, the, pe- the Pentagram, I mean the Pentagon, um, CENTCOM, I think they all have blood on their hands. I don't think the ones that were in the, uh, that were, you know, downrange, as they say, I don't think that they died in vain, but I do think that they were sacrificed um, uh, on behalf of the, of the military industrial complex, of the warfare state, of, on behalf of the media, on behalf of the, uh, the Bush era global he- hegemony of, uh, of um, uh, world domination. Um, I, 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 le- I legitimately think that. And I think that Obama probably deserves as much blame as Bush does because this whole thing could have been over in 2014. Uh, David Petraeus <clears throat> lost that war uh, 10 years into it. Um, so, yeah, I think Petraeus. You know, I, I I'm not for um, you know, executions or anything, but something's got to be done. There's got to be some accountability for these people, and I I can't take the uh, the right uh, the 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 right wing media or the conservative media saying, well, you know, we could have just done this better. Like, no, no, you cannot look at the past twenty years and saying, well, we could have done it better. No, it was a failure. And that's what they're the thing that upsets me the most is not so much that the people that die that didn't need to die, but it's the people who are saying, well, it's the people that have the attitude that, well, this is a chink in our armor. This is they're not upset that they're not so much upset that the uh, that the um, of the whole sin, uh, the withdrawal scenario is in so much, but they're more upset because we're leaving. They're more upset because of the it looks like America lost a war. And there's no other way to look at it than we lost because, like we said, nothing to win. So they're more upset because it looks like, well, America looks weak right now. They're more upset because it looks like we're projecting weakness to the world. Because the only way we can project strength, if I'm hearing you clearly, is to stay involved in a place where there's no clear objective to win sacrificing countless American lives and Afghanistan lives, that's projecting strength? Is that what I'm to believe? Is that what I'm to believe GOP and uh, what's your name, Paul (laughs) Wolfowitz and uh, um, John Podoritz? Is that what I'm supposed to believe? You're not upset because the the, the war itself, you're upset because it's ending. You know, know, I I watched a movie about uh, the Bush presidency and, you know, Colin Powell was asking Dick Cheney about, well, what's the exit strategy for Iraq? And he's like, well, there isn't one because we're not going to leave. So is that is that projecting strength is just being there of having all these bases? You know, 
Ben Shapiro or Shapiro, um, you know, went on the Tweety, uh, I think it was today, and he was commenting about this whole Afghanistan thing. And he had said something. Uh, let me pull it up real quick because I want to get it correct. Because I, I, of course, of course, I had to respond to it. <laughs> um, so th- this is what he said, and this is kind of the crux of why I will never be a conservative again, and why I will never vote for anyone who had supported any of this nonsense in Afghanistan. And his question that he posed on his Twitter was: America is faced with a choice. Do we acknowledge that what we are, the greatest uh, power in world history, complete, uh, compete, uh, compete? with the obligation to defend our interests, or do we sink into a warm bath, eat ourselves into morbid obesity with deficit and welfare spending, and wait for China? Because the only two options we are, we are faced with is total global empire, or we get fat in a bath and wait for China to come slit our throats. I mean, that's what I've always been faced with. That's the only two options. The only two options we have. That's it. We either stay in Afghanistan because, you know, we're the world's superpower, Jacob. Have to. Or, or we all come home, get fat, and China runs us over. That's Because the, the only thing that's holding back China, the only thing that's holding back Russia and North Korea is us staying in Afghanistan, is us staying in Syria, staying in Saudi Arabia, staying in Iraq. That's the only thing that's holding us. It's the only thing that's holding back the floodgates of hell. That's it. Is our world empire. The, the fact- only thing that's holding back China right now is the fact that we have the U.S. freaking Coast Guard patrolling the the uh, the uh, the um. The, uh, not the Straits of Hormuz, but the uh, the South China Sea. That's the only reason. That's that's all it's holding back the floodgate. Otherwise, we're all gonna come home, get in a bath, and kill ourselves. That that I mean, look, look, Joe. If you if you end a war that was never meant to be end, or that was never meant to end, well, then then that, that's just it. It's over. Yeah, it, it's the end of everything. Then my question that I posed, I said, well, we can't afford to be the world's superpower. You talk about debt and deficits and welfare spending and all that. Sorry, Ben, but we can't afford it. We can't afford anything. You, you, this is what I love. This is what I love about conservatives. This is what I love about conservatives. They'll talk about the, the egregious welfare spending, Social Security, all of that, right? You know, you've got uh, AOC and... Um, and her friends saying that we got to get rid of Jerome Powell because he's not loose enough on monetary policy. Imagine that. Jerome Powell's not loose enough on monetary policy. Yeah. He's a little too hawkish, Joe. He's a little <laughs> he, too hawkish. You know, you know, he ain't no Ben Bernanke, but he sure as heck ain't no uh, <laughs> Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker, yes. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> um, They're saying that with the spending. Yeah, the spending, right? So the conservatives will rail against the spending, right? But when it comes to the military superpower that we are, oh man, we got we got plenty of money for that. We got plenty of bodies we can throw at that. Joe, it's not deficit spending whenever we do it, okay? Right. So they talk out of both sides of their mouth when it comes to military spending or spending in general. Sorry, Ben. I know you're a really smart guy, and I know that you probably have family in the financial industry. Um, but that's not how numbers work. Um, it's there are other options. There's the option that we could have gone with, I don't know, in 2010 or 2012, when we could have just walked out like Ron Paul said. We could, we could just walk, we walked in, we can walk out. 
Sorry, Ben, we can't afford it, right? We got over $30 trillion in the official recognized debt, right? Hundreds of trillions of dollars in unfunded liabilities. Just today, the, um, uh, was it this, the part, Department of Interior? I can't remember. I got an update on my phone today about how the money is running out faster than they thought in the, uh, was it Social Security Fund? Yes, I, I did see about that, yeah. So that, there's a problem there, Ben, um, and they're saying it's because of COVID. Well, whatever. Um, I, I think that money's been gone for a long time, but if they, if they want to blame COVID, whatever. Um, so the, there's that problem. We've got the problem with the military itself, how no one trusts the military anymore because of what's going on in Afghanistan. So how are we, how are we supposed to trust these, these folks? And all of you now complain about how woke the military is, but yet we can, can what we can trust these folks with total, <coughs> this is what I love. We, we can't trust the military anymore because, you know, uh, they've gone woke, but we can trust them with world empire. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Ben Shapiro. I mean, that makes sense to me. Makes a lot of sense. Um, we've got problems with the culture, right? Uh, everyone's at each other's throats with the, the culture war, with the you're racist, no, that's racist, the sexism thing, um, with the with social media and censorship. You know Jeopardy still can't find a host because of all the tweets that are being dug up from these people's past? Think about that. Here you have a great, wholesome show that was run for decades by Alex Trebek, who was a great guy, and now they can't find a host because everyone's digging up their past on, uh, on, because they said weird, or dumb, <clears throat> nasty things 10, 12 years ago on Twitter or on Facebook. Just don't – look, moral of the story is just, is just don't have a Twitter. Right. So we can't find a host for Jeopardy, but, but by God, we will be the world superpower, Jacob. Yes, we will. Right. We've got, we, we can't educate our kids worth of crap. We can't make a car worth of crap. But by God, Jacob, we're, we're going to be in, a, in Iran. We're going to be in, in Iraq de- deploying U.S. freedom and liberty. Deploying democracy, look, even though we don't practice it here at home. Look, as Frank Costanza once said, they don't want us, so we're coming. <laughs> they don't want us there, so we're going. That's right. That's, US, that's foreign policy in a nutshell. Right, they're in a right. nutshell. So we're going to lecture the rest of the world about freedom and democracy, right? We're going to poke the eye of China and all their misgivings but yet but yet we have all these problems here at home right in new york city there's effectively second class citizens because they won't get the jab people are fleeing new york because of that same thing in california but yet we still have the the wherewithal we still have the moral fortitude to lecture the rest of the world about freedom and democracy when we don't even practice it here at home well that's what putin and uh and um president um, she or President um, um, Eleven. Eleven, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what they've all have came and said to us when yeah. it comes to whenever we try to um, point the fingers at um, other superpowers when it comes to their uh, crimes against humanity, and, and, and here we have ours. Um, the only thing I the only thing I, I the only hot take I have to say about the uh, the uh, Taliban is that. They're just they're just better Trump supporters because because they actually they actually took over the government. <laughs> Their insurrection actually worked. Uh, mm. So so maybe there's things to be learned, Trump supporters. Maybe 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 the Trump supporters can learn. Here's the thing: if 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 Afghanistan happens before January sixth, does January sixth turn out differently? Uh, I'm I'm just 
You just, just saying? I'm just saying. He's I, just saying. I, I, look, look, it's a thought. I I don't know if I agree or disagree with that. I I think the part about or do you how, think that Trump supporters are are really just mad because the revolution actually went through? They're like, Ugh, Ugh. to be honest with you, I I don't know. I really don't know. And this whole thing about well the weapons that were left over, yeah, that's bad. Um, well, that's been happening for I don't know how long. Yeah, well, we I mean, we give weapons to everybody. Like, I mean, I mean. You know, so we, you know, so we knowingly armed um, Al Qaeda in ISIS, Sa- yeah, yeah, in Syria, yeah, to, to take out Bashir al-Assad. Yeah, so no, thanks, Obama and so, Hillary. Like, yes, that's bad, and, and yes, I make, I make, I make jokes about it. Like, I make jokes about. I said, oh, it's better to be a Taliban, um, some member than a United States uh, citizen because at least Biden will will give you guns, right? Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm being, well, they, we went from gun free zone to free gun zone. Yeah, look, I'm being facetious when I say that. Don't take that out of context. I'm not. <laughs> um, but, but there is something to be to be to be said about um, the fact that we've just always have 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 given weapons away. Yeah. Um, I there's a meme that's been going around Instagram, and uh, I, I hate politics on Instagram because it's usually terrible, but. Um, there's a meme. It's all the different vehicles that have been given over. I'm like, yeah, that that's that's been a thing for a long time. I've and um, people who are just now know just coming out to know about this is uh, kind of funny. Um, I I do wonder just for, just for conversation. I do wonder how much of this though is the fact that the 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 real the good conservatives like the ones who are maybe not quite libertarian. But are like sympathetic, sympathetic to libertarianism. They don't hate Ron Paul. Yeah, they're well. They would agree with everything that Ron Paul would have to say. Mm-hmm. But they're still like a Republican or still like a conservative. How much of those people um, who are still loyal to Trump? I, I know I'm painting a very specific Bra- yeah, yeah. Um, person, but there are people out there who are big Trump supporters who would find a lot of common ground with the anti-war side. Are like. Man, I wish that Trump did this, and that's why there's some more outrage. Yeah, I mean, that's I think, why there's, I think there's... a lot of it has to do with that because when we talk about the weapons that are left over, um, they make it sound like that they just handed them over. In some cases, they kind of did, um, but they were like, "Well, Trump wouldn't, wouldn't have let that happen." And I'm thinking, okay, you do realize that these most of these weapons um, were left to the Afghan government and the Afghan military to defend the country from the Taliban. And they didn't do that. And they just dropped the guns and ran. Uh, John Kirby was on the the Fox News this morning or last night. I can't remember. But he was saying a lot of the, according to him, a lot of the helicopters and Humvees and stuff were left inoperable. So they're not really much of a threat anyway. I don't know how much of that I actually believe or not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've seen uh, videos of the Taliban going in and firing up these uh, Blackhawks and stuff like that. So I don't know much of that, I believe. Um, and then people were saying, well, Trump wouldn't have let that happen because if they took the, the arms, he would have gone back in. Again, you go back in, the war ain't over. You haven't left. And then you're faced with another scenario, right? So Trump says that the worst thing that Biden did was, you know, he left the, the weapons out there and he said, I would have gone back in there and uh, bombed them all to hell or whatever. And it's like, okay, if you do that, then the Taliban goes back into hiding. 
So what are you faced with now? Putting more troops on the ground to go and find these weapons. That's going to be really hard to do. Because here in America, unfortunately here in America, we have gun registries where, where guns are registered. So the ATF and the FBI, everybody kind of have an idea where these guns are. Uh, thankfully, a lot of people ha have lost those guns in boating accidents, but that's a whole other story. But they kind of have an idea where these guns are, right? Because they're registered somewhere. Unfortunately, they are. Um, but with the, the Taliban and all the hundreds of thousands of weapons that have been left over, they're not registered to anybody. They could be literally anywhere. So now you're faced with another go find the WMDs debacle in Iraq. We're going to go find all the the stolen, you know, AK-47s and M4s that were left over, and all the every single grenade has to be accounted for, and we got to find all the tires to the Humvees and all this. That you, that's not <clears throat> going to be possible. Yes, it is. You just got to just look. You just got you just got to do it. Yeah, just, just do have, it. Don't yeah. let your dreams be dreams. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a big checklist, and you're like one grenade check. <laughs> Six hundred thousand more to find. Five hundred million rounds of five five six. Okay, but I'm, I'm being serious, though. Is that okay? So if you start bombing them again, they're gonna take all that stuff and they're, and they're gonna go hide back in the mountains where they've been hiding for decades, waiting for us to leave. So now you're right back where we started. Well, it's very easy for someone on the outside to sit there and be like, "Oh, well, they just did it all wrong." Well, yeah, you, you just did it all wrong. My that's position, I, yeah. That's what I've always heard from from a lot of these people, a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the Fox News talking heads. Um, is is that's that, that that's all they say which is fine um but i think that's only one piece of the argument i think the other piece of the argument is okay well, well, is well that and as far as the situation what what should have been done different like i i, I don't know how many um former military in 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 the in these uh, fox news generals that i've seen go on on tv jack Keen. yeah all these guys who've gone on there and um and they've they've said, oh, well, this has been all wrong. It's been a disaster. I'm like, okay, sure, we can we can agree. Is is this bad? Yeah, like I'm not I'm not saying that's what happened here was 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 good or a positive thing, but that's all they do. And they say, oh well, if Trump was in office, then this wouldn't have been happened. All different. And they're like, yes, you're right. Next segment, please. It's like, okay, well, as far as leaving Americans behind, because Biden said about ninety percent of Americans that wanted to leave have left. I don't know if I, be, I, don't I don't, again, I don't know if I believe that or not either. <clears throat> because again, we've been lied to from the very beginning of this whole thing. So why would they start telling the truth now? Um, yeah, that's not good. And I keep seeing this video people are pushing around on the Tweety of it's of uh, the Bush White House. It's Bush, uh, um, Suze, uh, Kanye Rice. Uh, Rumsfeld, Cheney, Colin Powell. Colin Powell saying, well, we wouldn't leave Americans behind. It's like, wow, but you put Americans to die there anyway. It's like You sent them there. <laughs> you sent them to die. Um, but would, would have, would have uh, Trump left Americans behind? I don't know. I don't know. I think if Trump were president now and, it, and it start, if things unfolded the way they have now, I think we'd still be there fighting. Mm -hmm. I really do believe that. And so, and I think that is worse than leaving Americans behind is still engaging in a war that you cannot win with no clear defined goals. Um, the The military was able to evacuate a lot of people. That's pretty, that's, you know, that, that is true. They were 
over 100,000 people were evacuated. Um, why troops left before all the citizens, American citizens and people that uh, supposedly helped the United States in this war, why they weren't evacuated first, I'll never know. Um, as far as these Afghan refugees, and I was watching Bill Maher yesterday, and he was saying how oh, we have to accept all these <clears throat> Afghan re- refugees. And I'm like, we, we, we do? <laughs> we do? Uh, where, 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 where is that in anywhere, written down anywhere, that we have to accept these refugees? Um, yes, what, what the past administrations and the military has done in Afghanistan has been awful, terrible, never should have happened. But why am I now responsible for paying for these people to come over here? I've already been fleeced out of two and a half trillion dollars since this whole thing began. Now I got to pay a little more. So if you want to settle this whole refugee problem, then all the refugees that come over to the United States, they should be sent to the people who are responsible for this war, right? I know Obama's got a great place down there in Martha's Vineyard. He had a great party recently. They could just leave that tent set up and they could send all the refugees to live in that tent on his property. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, so whenever I like he's that. done being uh, electrocuted with those lightning bolts, whatever that thing was while he was dancing, whenever he's done with that, and and Michael, I mean Michelle, is done doing whatever she's doing, or in the his daughters are not are off at college, they can you know fire up the soup kitchens and get these people fed, and he's got plenty of money. They can buy clothes and teach him English because you know. Michelle and, 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 and Barry are such great people, right? Plenty of room down there on Martha's Vineyard. And also, I hear that uh, that George Bush has got a great big old ranch out there in Texas. And he, I know Texans are very hospitable people. And whenever George W. is done finger painting, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he can find time to fire up the soup kitchens and get these people fed and teach them English because, you know, He's so good with words. Um, I'm sorry, not not former president. I mean, Governor Bush. <laughs> Governor, um, Governor Bush. I'm sure whenever he's done uh, with his <coughs> finger painting classes and his reading classes, I'm sure he can uh, spend some time to help with these refugees. So if you're going to do anything with these refugees, send them to the Bushes and to the Obamas. Uh, that's their problem because they created this mess. Uh, the rest of us, not so much. I, I had nothing to do with this. I am of no fault in this because... I didn't vote for any of this. I didn't ask for any of this. Um, there's plenty of room at the Pentagon uh, for these people to for temporary housing. Send them to the Pentagon. Send them to John Kirby's house. Send them to, to David Petraeus's house. Not my problem. Um, that might sound harsh, but we don't know who these people are. And I, I know I'm, I know I sound like one of those Trump nativist, you know, close the border people, but it's true. You don't know who these people are. You don't know where they came from. You don't know where their loyalties lie. You don't know if they even speak English or if they even have Western values, or if they're not going to be coming and try to do this whole Sharia law thing, right? This is a big, fat problem. This is the bag of crap. This is the, this is the crap that was put in that bag that Biden is now holding. Did I just compare people from a war-torn country to crap? Yes, I did. But it's true. Where, who are these people? What are they, where, they going to do? Yes, Bill Maher, it sounds really great to say, we'll bring them into America, we'll take care of them. But what are we going to do with them? If they don't speak English, if they don't want to assimilate into the culture, then they're dead weight. Then they're better off where they belong, where they came from. 
Or we could just be like, Carl, and just leave these people alone. <laughs> Haven't you done enough already? Governor Bush. Leave these people alone. Haven't you Haven't you ruined their lives enough? Let's just leave. Here, do you think just some of these good people... good enough well Look, right. I'm not going to lie, though. If I was to be put in the situation where some of these um, people... I don't want a whole lot to do with the United States, and I can understand that. Like, look, I get it. I can understand not wanting that. So many of these people probably don't even want anything to do with us. Well, and Bill Maher also did say something that I kind of agreed with, is that um, there, there's the two perspectives on America. You have, like, the, the right-wing perspective, which is where everyone believes every day is 1776 or July 4th, and... You know, John Boehner cries at the sight of a little American flag in his club sandwich, right? You have that version of America. So beautiful. <laughs> there's another, then there's another version of America on the left where we do nothing good. Everything is wrong. We're a racist, sexist, misogynist country. We're literally worse than everybody else. But then you see these videos of Afghan mothers handing their children over to U.S. soldiers because they know things are a lot better here. So there's a there's a balance here, right? Yes, the, this country, uh, our government, the government, not our government, the government does awful, terrible things, right? Does very bad things. But the people of America are good people. Um, yeah, we get, yeah, we got our problems, and yes, and yes, you shouldn't hate your country to the point where you would you would think that you know living in Che Guevara's Cuba would be better. Or living in Mao Zedong's China would be better. Yeah, that, that, that's an awful idea. But when these, when the, when immigrants and refugees come here, they're like, yeah, you really don't know what it's like to live other in other places, right? You've got your your MTV and your freedom and your Twitter and your TikTok and all that, and you're, and you're cool, right? You can watch the game on the weekend. You don't got to worry about oppression. Where these people come from, from the third world, they don't have those such freedoms. And these immigrants were like, you know, you can complain about all you want, but maybe you should be a little thankful for where you come from. And I think I think that's, you know, a lot of people got to keep that in mind, too, is that, yes, what our government does is evil. No doubt about it. And it's awful. Hate your government, not your country. And that's something that I've had to do here a lot recently is because... Um, you know, there's a lot of terrible things, you know, and it really, really angers me to see things like what Ben Shapiro put up, right? You know, they have us on the suicide mission towards global empire. <clears throat> and they and all that gets wrapped up in the flag and the patriotism. And like, you're not a real American unless you support the troops kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, I don't support the troops because, you know, the, the Constitution that you guys like to push around and thump around a lot, um, yeah, it says republic, not empire says, you know, we're not supposed to be doing these things, right? It has clearly defines when the president can wage war, right? Clearly defines, you know, supposedly how big the government's supposed to be. And yet you people want to throw all of that out for your world empire. And I'm like, you know, I just I don't support the troops on this one. Not going to go along with this one. But I don't hate where I come from. I don't hate where I live. I just hate the people who are pushing this global empire? It's kind of like it's kind of like if if the uh, if the empire from uh, Star Wars were a country, it's like yeah, I really hate you know planet whatever, but I love the empire. It's like 
Look, look, no. look, man. I don't hate the car. I just hate who's driving, okay? <laughs> yes, yes. That's a better explanation. Okay, I don't hate the car. I just hate, I hate where the car is going, and I hate the driver. But the fact that, but the... The AC is really nice. But the, the, the structure and the, and the four wheels, I have no issue with. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's a good way to put okay. it. Okay. Everything else about the car, as far as context of where it's going and uh, and everything else, as far as motion and physics, I'm I'm not for. I'm against that. Um, but uh, and I didn't vote for the guy that, that's 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 driving. that's driving right now or the GPS because he put that awful air freshener on the rear view that's mirror. That's what it was. That's, that's where it all started. Is the bad air fresheners? Yep. Um, <clears throat> anything else on Afghanistan or anything else I wanted to mention? Oh, nah, man. Um, I've got some articles that I link to. And it has a lot to do with um, about how the perceived weakness that America is projecting right now, because they're all everyone, all the Steve Bannon are saying, you know, China's watching, Russia's watching, and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, so is everybody else, so is Cambodia, they're watching, so is Brazil, Brazil, they're not, watching. I'd be a careful about about, about Brazil. Yeah, man. and I I I got into a Twitter argument with someone about how the, the war has just begun. I'm like, yeah, because the Taliban is going to fire up the Taliban Navy and come over here and cross the ocean uh, and attack us. Yeah, okay, okay, buddy. And the, the thing about the global war on terrorism is, is that, well, you know, we, we wouldn't have to into Afghanistan because, you know, the, the war on terrorism because, you know, we, can, we can't, we can't give a, a safe, you know, place for them to plan attacks. And my simple response to that is, you know where the 9-11 hijackers planned their attacks? Is Afghanistan, dog. <clears throat> nope. Hamburg, Germany. Oh. Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and South Florida. They took lessons on how to fly commercial airplanes in Florida. They weren't really concerned about landing because that really wasn't on their mind. Um, but yeah, and they were <laughs> they were given visas, and they overstayed those visas, and they carried out the worst terrorist attacks in, you know, decades. Um, so... It can happen anywhere. They can plan these attacks anywhere. You don't have to occupy Afghanistan to stop terrorism uh, because, again, they planned the attack in Hamburg, Germany. I don't think we're occupying Germany right now, are we? I mean, we do have military bases in well, Germany. That, that's the reason why there hasn't been a 9-11 attack is because we won't let them go into Poland. Remember, remember, it's either we kill them over there or they'll kill us over here. Right, you got to fight them over here. So we have to fight them over over anyway. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah, I'll, I've got an article that I want people to read about. Um, that you know we have to be at the global superpower to keep everything in order. I'm like, well, it doesn't seem like everything's staying in order as it is now. Anyway, all right, that's Afghanistan and all that. Um, COVID. Um, as probably many of you know, Jacob and I contracted <clears throat> the the COVID nineteen virus. I'm pretty the sure. Germ. Was did we get Delta? I, I did we I fly Delta? Know. We did. Look, I don't know if we flew Delta. We flew on a plane. It wasn't very fun. It felt like we flew Frontier Spirit. That's what it felt like. It felt like we flew on the wing of Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least maybe then I could breathe. I felt like I was inside the engine of the Frontier. Is that just anyway? So we got the the germ. Um, it was awful. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um. The for me the worst part was okay so I can deal with nasal congestion and coughing I can deal with all of that, but vertigo and body aches that that's a killer man that is a killer. 
so I, uh, I, you had it a little bit longer than I did. Yeah, so I think it was like the 15th or 16th. I, I was feeling kind of feeling, feeling a little rough. I uh, wasn't feeling too great. But I've been dealing with, as you guys know, the, um, the, the listeners for the show, that I've been kind of dealing with the cough and um, just not feeling great before that. And then that month, with that the 16th or whatever, yeah. um, I was just horrible. I was really, really bad. I had a fever. So, But I've been dealing with the fever before, and I've already been tested once, and it came back <coughs> negative. So I was like, eh, it's probably just this crap I've got. I'll be fine. Um, but sure enough, I go when I get the, the test. The test, and um, I got t- t- tested twice just to make sure. Um, came back, po- came back positive both times, and I and I had it. Um, I mean, I had it the longest out of everybody, and I would say it took me about four or five days to to finally kick the fever, and and kind of feel somewhat normal. Um, it it for for me honestly, my experience was just a really really bad flu like symptoms and cold, and um. It just kind of just it just kind of just drained my body uh, to a certain degree. Like I like had I had to go and get um, an IV bag of fluids and uh, get like vitamins. Well, yeah, because we uh, we all it was on a Monday. We all went and got um, uh, fluids, and you had already kind of come out of it, and so you didn't get the Regeneron. So me and my mom we got the Regeneron, which that helped a lot because I tell you what, uh, the vertigo and the <laughs> the body aches, man, that is that's no joke. Uh, so I think that people can get like a mild case of it, and I think most people do get well, kind of a mild well, case. Like that was like our father. Our father had a very mild case yeah. of it, um, as far as anything dealing with flu-like symptoms. And then some people get it, and it really it knocks them out. Like it knocked me out. I had a hundred and two fever for almost three days. Yeah, um, and that was. That, I mean, that's awful. But again, though, that doesn't change my opinion on anything. No. Um, no, and even 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 now, like I'm still, I still have a, have a headache sometimes, and I have um, just general weakness. Like I, I yeah. like my arms always just feel heavy. I, I have like some sensory um, issues as well, where I sometimes don't hear um, very well. It, it's, it's oh, is that it's, what that is? It's it's very weird. Um, and then like it's just another weird thing: spatial awareness. Um, people in um, type proximity to me can sometimes feel far away. It, it's weird. I have a lot of um, weird things, and I just I, I just generally feel just um, still weak. still kind of weak. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that's also to do with the fact that I lost a lot of I I lost quite a bit of weight just because of the fever and um, not eating not eating and stuff like that. Um, but I did put a tweet out when all this broke, whenever my my test came back positive, <laughs> and. Um, <clears throat> I, I just want to say that uh, I still stick by that um, in, in case anything else were to happen. I mean, I, I, I do have the antibodies, so I, I'm not too worried about it on that front. So I'll be like, like, I'm, like, like I'm, when people ask, they said, oh, Jacob, I, I got to go get the vaccine now. I'm like, why? What's the point? Um, I already have, you know, a natural vaccine or whatever. Um, and yes, I got my blood tested. And yes, I do have antibodies. So you could, you guys can just... Uh, um, um, go away as far as any comments on that, but um, no, my opinion on, on all of this does not change just because I went through it. Some people, some people would say, "Oh, well, well, now you know the importance of wearing a mask." 
Nope. I still don't. I still still don't wear one. Uh, I've walked around many stores. I went well, to I mean, look. I went to three sporting events. No masks. No social distancing. Post being sick, um, and I I do not care. Um, so my life is not going to be put on pause because of this. And, and, and man, you know what, if I were to get sick again, six months from now and have the same thing, I, I, I would, I would gladly do, um, do what, what I did again, if that meant that I can live my life normally. And if the alternative is to, is to never leave this room and to never leave this house and to live as a hermit gladly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I have done everything we're not supposed to do for, I don't know, what, a year and a half now? The entire thing. The entire time. And we've just now gotten it. Um, That's the, the, is that is that partly because of our own ignorance? I'm, who cares? At this point, who cares? Uh, but yeah, it hasn't changed my opinion on anything. No one should have missed a basketball game or should have missed out going to Six Flags or whatever because I got sick. Um, and no one should have missed seeing their grandparents either. Because I got sick. I got sick because people get sick. Things happen. Life shouldn't have stopped um, because of it. <sighs> Anything else? No. Um, um, that's what I had to say about all that. It's kind of my experience um, about it. Postmortem. I mean, I, I mean, I still so my my senses as far as taste and smell are still whacked Iffy. out. Um, they're still weird. Like everything kind of. See, I never lost that. Like, like things don't smell the way they're supposed to smell. Like they smell weird. And then tasting is just very mild. Mm-hmm. Like nothing has a very strong taste. Um, but I, I mean, I, I can still can still taste everything. Yeah. Um, it's just everything has a very just just it's more kind of muted, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I know there's some people like I I was literally debating with people. Um, on Twitter about the the vaccine, and now thankfully, in the conversation, natural immunity has kind of made its way into the conversation. I've noticed on Twitter, that's good to see, because um, we'll so so many people have have already contracted this. But what I what I will say is that um, it was funny whenever someone's like, "Just take the vaccine." I'm like, "I'm I'm like, look, lady, I'm making one right now. Okay, <laughs> give me a few days." And uh, no, funny. I'm not going to take the vaccine after this. Well, and even if I didn't create antibodies, I'm still I still don't want to. The part that kills me the most is that all the people who will say if you don't get the life-saving vaccine, I hope you get it and die. That part I I still scratch my head. I'm like, "How can you hold these pos- these two positions at the same time, right?" In this case, two things cannot be true at once. How can you want someone to get the life-saving vaccine, and if they refuse, you want them to die? It's I don't understand that. <laughs> I, I don't understand where you have to be in a mental capacity to want someone to die for not getting a particular medical procedure. I don't get that. Well, it, it's <clears throat> they they don't they they only want you to live if you follow by their by, rules by by their rules and by and, and by the way that they the, that they live because. To protect their life is more important than yours. But th- but there again, though, that's still just such a selfish way of looking at the world and other people. Oh, it is. Um, but I, I guess I'll never understand that, and I guess that's 
Yes, that's a good thing. Anyway, so uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, Jacob possibly will be back on Friday. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, I, I know that, that this weekend I'm going out of town, so if, if there's oh, nothing going on. Oh, that's right, it's on, Labor Day. Yeah, so if nothing comes out Friday. Um, that's the reason. Yeah, and then we'll do something. Um, Monday. On the following Monday. Um, we're trying to get this back into the swing of things. I don't know with everything else. Um, how consistent that this show is going to be, but but we're going to move back to our normal schedules. Yep. So programming will be going back to normal. Yes. Um, as, as per usual. So, thanks everybody for you know the little short break that we had. The hiatus. A hiatus. Um, trust me, if we could have done a show, oh, absolutely. We 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 absolutely um would have would have, but um. Just you don't want to listen to us no cough way. the whole time. Yeah, but anyway, no so uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back in the near future with another episode. Peace.